0: Amen. I'm going to ask you to stand with me, amen, for the reading of the Word. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go to the Word of the Lord. I want to like to direct your attention to the book of Psalms, chapter 51. Psalms, chapter 51. Amen. I want to say thank you to all that are here tonight and all those that are uh, connecting with us online, on Instagram and YouTube. Um, And I think there's a little bit of video glitching on YouTube. Uh, but you know what uh, I've given up with trying to have a perfect uh, techn- technical YouTube stream It's it, I've just refused to stress out about it so we'll keep working on it uh, if you don't like it and it's bothering you just show up to church the feed is perfect here amen and uh, the sound is great uh, I know we had some sound issues on Sunday with YouTube again and Sound is good today, but video is bad. And so uh, they've said it so many times that the devil's in the PA system and the devil is still in the PA system or or the uh, all the technical side of the the live streaming. Uh, But you know what? We are a a younger, thriving, smaller, growing church, uh, but we're able to have two different ways to live stream. So. We've got to give ourselves some kudos and some props uh, that we have we have kind of pushed through that that barricade that barrier. And uh, there's there's churches that uh, have don't have the uh, ability or expertise to to have any live stream. So as a result of the uh, whole COVID 19 shutdown, they had no church. And my heart breaks for those uh, pastors that they wanted to have church but couldn't. And so I'm thankful, amen, that we have a way to get the, the message uh, that's being preached, the gospel message to everybody um, out there in our church. And uh, let me stop and just also say a, a thank you uh, to Sister Gina, who's working diligently behind the scenes, and it is not easy. Um, and uh, we want to say thank you to Sister Gina for her her efforts. And uh, Brother Nathan's been helping us with Instagram. So if Instagram goes bad, you can blame Brother Nate. <laughs> blame his phone. Amen. No, it's it's gonna be all. It's gonna be good, and uh, we're thankful for everybody that's come together. I, I said it a moment ago. Everybody has a role. Everybody uh, serves a purpose, and that is the design of the church, of God's hand upon the church. Psalm chapter fifty-one and verse number one. Uh, this is a prayer of David. Uh, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according, uh, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies. Blot out my transgressions, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, in verse number five, I was shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Uh, David is praying a prayer and is uh, is telling uh, the Lord, God, I I was born in sin. I was shaped in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part. Thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face uh, from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Verse number 10, he says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with Thy free spirit. Hallelujah. I want to preach tonight on this topic. The sickness of sin. The sickness of sin. Amen. Would you help me pray tonight that God would speak to our hearts. And to all that are listening today. God we come before you. Lord on this Wednesday evening. We thank you for the privilege and the joy. To come to the house of the Lord. We pray tonight you would speak to our hearts and to all those that are listening tonight, Lord. We pray, Lord, for conviction to be upon the church, for conviction, Lord, and for healing to be in our land today. Thank you for all that you've done, all that you are today. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. You can be seated. Amen. Sickness is no fun. Someone say amen to that. It is not fun being sick. There has been times, amen, perhaps you have experienced uh, very, very intense sickness in your body. And you did not know if you were going to live or die. You did not know how bad it was going to be. Uh, and there was, pro- there's probably been many times in your life. I know there's been times in our lives where we've had to go to the hospital. Things have happened, and 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 praying that everything's okay. Uh, there's been times maybe you were locked up in your room, sick, uh, and and just you just had to lay there, and, and the the curtains pulled, the blinds drawn, and, and and just tried to put a warm cloth over your head so you can feel better. And and it's sickness. Uh, there, there's uh, if you just do nothing, uh, the sickness will oftentimes get worse and worse in your life, in your body. Uh, and you've got to actively try to defeat the sickness. That is why we'll take prescriptions from uh, our, our doctors and and what they prescribe us. And we'll take the vitamins and the necessary nutrients to, to defeat the sickness we Uh, are currently still though, nobody even talks about it in the last several uh, in the last several days. There still is a pandemic that is upon us, uh, for the COVID 19, the coronavirus. Uh, we've seemed to have forgotten about it uh, because of all of the things that are happening in the world. Uh, but nobody wants to get that virus. I, for one, do not want to get coronavirus. Or COVID 19. I've had uh, people that I know that have had that sickness and they said they thought they were going to die. It's a horrible sickness. Uh, and, but I want to talk to you tonight about the sickness of sin. The sickness of sin. Uh, sin is a sickness that we are all born with. Sin is a sickness that we are all born with. Uh, this is why, in Psalms, uh, David said in verse number five, "Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me." He was born into, and uh, in all as all of us were born into a a, a sickness of sin, uh, and the only way that you defeat that sickness is. Having the proper antidote or having the proper uh, prescription for the sickness. Uh, It is a sickness. Every single one of us tonight fits the bill that the psalmist David talked about in Psalms 51. Psalms 51 was written following the sin of David with that lady named Bathsheba and how that the day came as the bible says as kings go off to war that david stayed home and david walked on the rooftop of his house and and david began in a moment to, of carelessness began to look out uh, across his neighbor's uh, property and david saw a woman his neighbor bathing in on the rooftop and, and david began to look at her and he began to lust after her and he began to Think things in his mind. And then David began to act out upon those things. And David used his servants to fetch that woman Bathsheba. And brought her into his house. And, And they had an adulterous relationship. There was fornication that was involved. Uh, But David uh, came to grips with the fact that he was shapen in iniquity. And in sin did his mother conceive him. Uh, David was uh, pre-diagnosed with sin from the moment he was born into this world. And every single one of us have been pre-diagnosed with the sickness of sin. Sin is still the problem in this world today. Sin is still the problem in this world today. Hallelujah. Sin, according to uh, the famed Webster, he said sin is either a positive act in which a known divine law or the law of God is violated. Sin is one. The one side of sin is an active violation of the law of God. And the other side of sin is here's where we oftentimes forget about and we don't want to think about this but sin is also the voluntary neglect to obey a divine command or a rule of duty that is clearly implied in such command he writes sin comprehends not action only but sin also is the neglect of known duty Sin is not only the active violation of the laws of God, but sin is neglecting to do what God has told you and I to do. Sin is not action only, but neglect of known duty. It is all evil thoughts, purposes, words, and desires, and whatever is contrary to God's command or God's law. Hallelujah. This is a sickness that we all have been born with. It is in Romans 3 and 23 that says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The come short of the glory of God is a present. uh, It is a present active word. In other words, we continue to come short again and again. We continue to come short of the glory of God. All have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. Sin is something. uh, It is two sided. As we mentioned. It is the active violation of the laws of God. In other words. What that means tonight. Is let's say that mom told you. Don't steal the cookie from the cookie jar. And you. Lifted up that glass lid. And put your hand in the cookie jar. And stole the lid. Stole the cookie. That's active violation of Mama's law. And there's probably a leather belt coming your way very soon. The other side of it, to break it down to you, is Mama said, you're to pick up your room every day and clean it up. You say, well, I'm just not going to pick up my room and clean up. That is sin. Because... While you didn't do anything, your neglect of doing was a violation of mama's law. That's a very simplistic example. But there is that spiritual aspect of it that I want to talk to you today about today. It is the word sin or the violation of the law of God or the neglect of obeying the laws of God. Amen. There is a different Uh, sins that the Bible talks about, uh, but make no mistake about it, sin will send you and I to a burning hot hell. We may not preach about it all the time, but there still is a heaven to gain and a hell to shun no matter what it costs you. And if you live a life of sin, it will send you on a straight path. Down to the pits of hell. Hallelujah. Where the Bible says there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. And there is destruction. And there is violence. And there is hatred. And there is a fire that burns. Hallelujah. Where the worm dies not. If you live a life of sin. You are destined and damned to a pit of fire. And a hell that burns hot for those sinners tonight. It is a heaven or hell issue tonight. Amen. Regarding the way that you and I live our lives. Amen. It's easy to think about the fact that if I go out and I murder my fellow man, then I am sinning and I will die. But also the other side of sin is the neglect of the laws of God. James chapter 4 and verse 13 through 17 says, Go to now. Ye that say, Today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year and buy and sell and get gain, whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time and then vanisheth away. For that ye ought to say, If the Lord will, we shall yield and do this or that talking about procrastination. Talking about doing the things that God's called you to do today, not tomorrow. And he says, But now ye rejoice in your boastings. All such rejoicing is evil. Therefore, to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Amen. If you know the right thing to do and you fail to do it, uh, you just neglect to do what God's spoken to you to do, you are living in Sin tonight. Amen. I know it's a hard message tonight. And I know I'm probably preaching to the choir tonight. But maybe there's somebody under the sound of my voice. Or maybe somebody in the years to come or the days to come that may listen to this message tonight. That I'm talking to you. Amen. But to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him in his sin. You say, well, Pastor did it. Tell me I couldn't do this. But your conscience knows the things that you're doing is sin. And God has given each and every one of us a conscience because there's things that the pastor is not going to define sometimes. But God's given you a conscience that's going to rule in your life. That's going to help govern the way that you live your life and the actions of your life. And that conscience is that find that, that, that last uh, measure that God's used to help you and I to live above sin. To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not. To him it is sin. What is to do good? Coming to church is good. I think we can all agree. Coming to church is good. Having a daily prayer life is good. Having a daily time of Bible reading is good. Loving your neighbor is good. Being faithful in tithes and offerings is good. Being a soul winner. Is good. Amen. Treating your family with love. Being the spiritual leader in your home. Is good. Yes. Yes. Building each other up. And not tearing them down. Is good. You can read between the lines. Because the Bible says. To him that knoweth to do good. And doeth it not. To him it is sin. And sin, if you let it work in your life, it will destroy every facet of your life. If you allow sin to work in your life, it will not stop until it has utterly destroyed your family, your mind, your finances, your home, and ultimately your soul those things amen that maybe I'm not able to run down the list every single service and say do this do this do this but your conscience knows what is right to do and you fail to do it or you neglect to do it you are living in sin yes and God is speaking to you to yes. your conscience your conscience will condemn you right. your conscience, Will condemn you. First John chapter 3 and verse number 8 says, He that's sick, he that committeth sin, he that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. What is the future of the devil? Where is his future abode? Where is the future abode of Satan, of Lucifer tonight? The future abode is, as the Bible says, that pit, amen, that lake of fire, amen, that is his future abode, amen. And the Bible says, he that committeth sin is of the devil i'm here to tell you tonight if you're living in sin you're going to amen split hell wide open amen you've got to come to grips with the fact that god is the only antidote for the sickness of sin in your life hallelujah you may be able amen to dress up and look pretty and look like everything's all right But if behind the curtain, behind the scenes, you're living in sin, you're deceiving yourself. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. Why? That he might destroy the works of the devil. Not the works of the flesh. The works of the devil. The devil is working. In 2020. Overtime as they say. The devil is working. Overtime. But there is. An antidote. There is a cure. For the sickness. Of sin. What is. What is. Some specific sins tonight. In Galatians chapter 5, beginning with verse number 19, the writer to the church in Galatia says regarding the works of the flesh, he says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest. In other words, the works of the flesh are going to be made visible. They're going to be made manifest what is going on between your two ears. And nobody else knows and what you dwell on in your heart. It will eventually be manifested. It will come out. That's why you've got to guard your mind and guard your eyes. And what you look at and what you think about. Because the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adulteries. The illicit relationship between a a man and a woman that's not in holy matrimony, fornication, amen. All of the different sexual sins, uncleanness, lasciviousness, which is that unbridled lust, unbridled lust, idolatry. Worshipping other things before you worship God. I can't make it to church tonight because the, the, there's a new season of friends coming out, or there's a new season of whatever it is that's that's in the current uh, television series, whatever it is, and I get I can't come to church because of this. I can't live for God because of this, uh, and that's God's got to come second place because. The NBA games on tonight, right. and I'm gonna go to the football game. Yeah. Uh, idolatry is anything that comes right. before the Lord. Right. Witchcraft, right. hatred. Yeah. There is so much hate in this world today. Right. People are angry, but hatred is a work of the flesh. Yeah. Hatred and variance that, that's th- all the different things that go on with variance and emulations and wrath and strife all the fighting and seditions and heresies envies and murders and drunkenness and revelings and such like of the which I tell you before as I have told you in time past that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God Amen. There is a world that is all around us that's on their way to a devil's hell. And they need the church more than ever before to say there's hope, there's an answer, there's a cure for the sickness in your life. If you're struggling with adultery, if you're struggling with fornication, if you're struggling with idolatry, if you're struggling with strife and seditions and envy and murders, there's a cure for the sickness in your life. There's a cure for it. Let me stop and say that racism is a sin tonight. Racism is a sin. The Bible says that we're not to view people uh, in in, in a different light, if you will. The Bible says that God is no respecter of persons. He looks at every man the same. He said not to, if you see a man coming with a gold ring and a a purple coat, uh, don't sit him on the high chair. And the man that looks like he's the lowest, he put him way down in the bottom in the seating section. That's what Jesus said. He said, don't treat them differently. Uh, Paul said there's neither Jew nor Gentile in the kingdom of God. Racism is sin. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance against such. There is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. Hallelujah. The things that we are seeing in our world today. We can talk about it all day long. Your perspective, my perspective, his perspective, her perspective. How do you feel about it? What do you see about it? But the real problem, the real problem is not racism in the world. The real problem is not racism. The real problem As I began here, I came here early praying, seeking God. God, help me to find the mind of God. Help me to be able to deliver a word in season tonight. The real problem is sin. Sin will send you directly to hell. Amen. Sin is the problem. Sin is the destroyer. Sin will destroy your family, your life, this world, if you let it work in your mind. If you let it work in your heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sin is the real problem. People blame systemic racism. The last time I checked, we had an African-American president for eight years. And there's still problems in this world. Because what America needs is not, uh, is not uh, all white leaders or all uh, uh, Mexican leaders or all African American leaders or however you want to categorize them. What America needs, amen, is not, uh, is not the white people to, to repent and you knee know, and put their hands up to the black people. But what America needs is people every nation, of every tribe, of every tongue to get bend busy knee and to lift up hands before the Lord and say, Father, forgive me. I'm a sinner. I need you. I need grace. I need help in my life. Hallelujah. You and I don't have to come here tonight and repent for the sins of our parents or our grandparents but you and i need to make our way to an altar if you're at home tonight find you an altar make you an altar and ask God to forgive you of your sin You don't bow to anybody else in this world my my heart is sickened when i see people on bending knee, asking for forgiveness and repenting to people uh, around them for sins that apparently their parents or, or grandparents made amen i'm not responsible for their sin uh whatever it was and they're not responsible for my sin but i'm responsible to god and to god alone and i'll only ask him for repentance I only get on bended knee for Jesus. I only ask Him to forgive me. And I say, Father, there's sin in my life. There's been so many times that I've been frustrated with my life, with myself. And I've thought in times past, why can't I get over this? Why can't I conquer this? And I've got to get back to bending knee and say, God, Forgive me and help me with my issues in life. Hallelujah. The weight of your own sin is heavy enough to have to carry the weight of your parents or grandparents sin. Everybody on judgment day stands before God alone. I don't stand next to my wife on judgment day. I walk up there alone. And God says, Nathaniel, Caleb, Camarena. Did you live the way that I told you to live? I can't get close to my wife and kind of get behind her and say, well, she she did pretty good. You know, and we're kind of connected. And so I stand alone. You don't go there with your mom and dad. You walk alone. God says, what did you do with the preached word of God? What did you do with the preaching of the gospel? Well, I'm a victim of society. No, you're not a victim. When you got the Holy Ghost, friend, amen, God gave you the power to overcome all of the issues of this world when you've got for the Holy Ghost. You've got power that was dynamite. Amen. Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8 says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. That word power is dunamis. It is dynamite. It is explosive. It is powerful. It is powerful. That's why we preach over and over again let god fill you with his spirit you're struggling with issues in life get to the altar and get for the holy ghost and let god give you the power to overcome your issues well i'm bitter and i'm angry and i got hate in my life Get to your knees and pray until you're speaking in tongues. Because there's power. There's joy in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've said it before. The way that I feel. The way that I've experienced it. Is every time I've gotten deep in the spirit of God. Deep in prayer. I emerge from that deep place of prayer with pureness in my spirit, with love in my eyes. And people that may have offended me, I'll hug them and I'll kiss them and I'll love on them and I'll tell them, I love you. And they'll say, well, I'm sorry about that. Hey, I've already forgiven you. God took care of it in prayer. I'm not carrying a bag of of bitterness anymore. I've given it to God in prayer when you truly get filled with the Spirit, there is no bitterness in your soul. Because when you get the Holy Ghost, God fills you up. And when God fills you up, there is no room for anything else because you're full of His Spirit. If you're here today, if you're listening, you're struggling with things, get in prayer. Empty out everything to God. The questions, the unsolved mysteries in your life. God, here it is. I'm giving it all to you. Fill me up, God. Because to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. You say, I know that I need to forgive. I know that I need to let go of these grudges. But I can't. You live in sin. I know that I need to forgive my fellow man and my fellow woman for what they did to me or, or how I felt. But you can't. You know to do right. And you hold on and you neglect. Sin is both an active violation of the law of God and it is a purposeful neglect of obeying what God's spoken to you to do. God gave you a conscience for a reason. As we look at all the things happening in our world. I come back again to Matthew chapter 24 and verse number 3. Talking about a conversation with Jesus and his disciples. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives. The disciples came unto him privately saying tell us. When shall these things be? Talking about the end times. When shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? God is not, God is a good father. Let me say it like that. God's a good father. Amen. He's not playing games with you tonight. You're not going to wonder, am I at the end times or am I not in the end times? Where am I? God is a good father. He will let you know, if you listen to him, what the climate will be like when he comes back. That's why to the church it's not a surprise of his coming again, of his coming back. Jesus answered and said unto them, take heed that no man deceive you. In other words, people will try to deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. We've had several in hip hop say they're God. You got one, I think his name is Charlemagne the God. You got, I forget which uh, rap artist it was, if it was Jay Z, a while ago, talking about how he's Jehovah. You got people all around, been saying it for years their God <clears throat> and in verse number six ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars see that ye be not troubled for all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet we've had war after war I think they said that our current president President Trump is the only president uh, in a very long time I don't remember the exact number that hasn't been a wartime president. For a long time. War after war after war after war. For nation shall rise against nation. And kingdom against kingdom. If you study that scripture. It's talking about. Ethnos against ethnos. Or ethnicities against other ethnicities. It's talking about that. Racial strife. People of different nationalities are going to fight against each other. We are seeing that. People are up in arms. That's a sign of his coming. There shall be famines. There are famines going on right now in Africa. We probably felt like it was a famine a few weeks ago as we went to our supermarket and saw bare shelves. Started having a little bit of fear in us. And pestilences. We were having our COVID-19, coronavirus. Earthquakes in diverse places. There was one just a few weeks ago in Nevada, of all places, a big one. There's so much that's going on in our world. And the Bible says and these, all these are the beginning of sorrows. I'm not here tonight to preach a down, pessimistic, uh, depressing message tonight. I'm here to declare to the church what the real problem is. And as we prepare our hearts and we live as victors, not victims. God is forever looking to the church To say, be the model for this world. Be the model for this world around us. Be the model for this world. Know the times with the Spirit of God in our lives. We are victorious. We are not victims. I fundamentally reject the notion that you are a victim tonight. If you're filled with the Spirit of God, you are not a victim. God has called you not to be living a victim mentality, a victim lifestyle, but God's called you when He filled you with His Spirit to live in victory and to overcome and to overthrow the world in your life. God wants to fill each and every one of us with His Spirit and give you an overcoming ability. If there's any oppression in this world, it is from hell and from hell alone. But it is conquerable by the power of the Holy Ghost. I am not oppressed. You are not oppressed. Amen. God's called us to victory tonight. It's time that the church live in victory and stop hiding behind all of our excuses of why we can't live for God. And why we can't be strong in the Lord. And why we can't do what God's called us to do. God's called you to victory. None of us can here be here today and say, well, I can't live for God because I didn't have a dad in my life. Come on. None of us can stand here today and say, well, I can't live for God because my spouse ran out on me. I can't live for God because my brother offended me. I can't live for God. I can't serve in ministry because ministries let me down. All of those are excuses. God's called you to victory tonight. God did not call this church to defeat. God did not call this church to be victims. God didn't call her to be defeated. God didn't call you to fail. He called you to win. He called you to succeed. He called you to victory tonight. Hallelujah. I am, as the word of God says, more than a conqueror. Every time I'm faced with issues in my life and it seems like the way is hard and it seems like I can't get through if I'll get for the Holy Ghost, God will help me to push through walls and to bear through barriers and to come out victorious. I've been living for God for, oh Lord, since I was 12. 22, 32, 26, 27 years. I, I I don't feel old, but I've been living for God for 27 years. The only way I've made it is refusing to be a victim. Right. Refusing to be a victim. Every time something's happened, come my way and I've been discouraged or uh, been uh, saddened by something or been this uh, felt betrayed or however, whatever the feeling was, I've got back to the place of prayer where God dealt with my heart in the beginning. And I said, God, you gave me the Holy Ghost so I could win, so I could be victorious. So I can make it. I didn't start this race to give up in the second inning. I didn't start this race to give up in the 10th hour or the 11th hour. But I started this race to finish it. And by the grace of God, I will for Him victorious until I hear that trumpet sound. By the grace of God, I will. And I think it was as Martin Luther King said, we will overcome. We will overcome. You've got to have that mindset, that mentality. When things get hard, honey, we will overcome. I will overcome. Come on, you've got to get that determination in your spirit. I will overcome. We will make it. We will be victorious. We will have revival. We will see the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I will be involved. I will be on the forefront of the battle lines. Amen. Pushing back the forces of hell. I will. I will. I refuse to be a victim. I am an overcomer. The Reverend Lee Stonkey preaches the message he's preached, I don't know how many times. He says, I am a believer. I've got the Holy Ghost, he says. He says it all the time, every time he preaches. You've got the Holy Ghost. You've got in you what I've got in me. You've got the power of the Holy Ghost to overcome all the forces of hell in your life. Honey, if you're watching online today, you're not a victim. You're a victor by the power of the Holy Ghost and by the name of Jesus upon your life. Hallelujah, those that get through the pearly gates. Hallelujah. These are they which overcame. These are they which encountered tribulations. And they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. Hallelujah. I've got the blood of Jesus upon my life. And I've got the word of my testimony. I'm not called to defeat. I'm not called to be a loser. Amen. So my mommy, my daddy, my grandpa, uh, my uncles, they're all losers. But you got the Holy Ghost and you're not a loser. God's called you to victory. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Your family may have been losers, but everybody around you might be losers. But when God gave you the Holy Ghost, he put something in you. Hallelujah. That was able to overcome. All the forces of hell. Hallelujah. Let's lift up our hands in this place right now. God, I receive that word into my life. I receive that word into my life. I receive that word of God into my life. So somebody mistreated you. God gave it the Holy Ghost, honey. Amen. Overcome. 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 Hallelujah. They looked at me funny, Pastor. Overcome. 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 They didn't say hi to me. Overcome. 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 I keep tripping pastor over the sheen amen get the holy ghost and overcome it by the power of the holy ghost hallelujah 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 he ra la bohotoloboshatan he ra la bohotoshatalarabohotoshatan he ra la bohotoshatalarabohotoshatan Hallelujah. Sin is the act of violation. It's also the willful neglect. I've been doing some research as of late and found that the one of the primary problems in the disillusion of a certain group of people is fatherless families. Fathers who walked out on children. Who walked out on mom. Creating insurmountable obstacles, it seems, for children. There's two ways we can approach it tonight. Probably really a combination of things. One of which is through the Holy Ghost. And the other of which is recognizing Children that may be in our church today. There's children we have in our church today that don't have the fatherly relationship. And God speaks and God says, they're not your biological children, but be a father to some children in the church. We've got kids, young people, tonight don't have fathers because of willful neglect on the part of fathers. You say, Well, I didn't have a dad. Get close to Jesus. Look at people like Brother Josh in the church. That's been a good dad. His kids. Say, how do, what, what do I got to do? <sighs> Connect with somebody. I'm talking to the church here tonight. We've got kids that come to Sunday school. that got no dads. The dads are not in their lives. Those of us that have a walk with the Lord, a sound mind, Need to take them under our wings and say, I may not be a biological father, but let me help fill a gap, a void in your life. Let me model for you what a father is. I am an overcomer. Praise God. So you're an overcomer, someone else in the church is not, or they're struggling to overcome help them help them this is what's helped me you ain't got to tell them what to do all the time and be a boss this is what's helped me when I was facing situations that you face God didn't call you to defeat he called you to victory God did not call you so you could sit back and say well I don't have a dad I was offended. Uh, I I got this issue in my life. I got this handicap in my life. I got this uh, quandary in my life. And and people don't treat me right. and, And on down the line. God is looking for people to say, God, with your help, I can. If you'll help me, God, I can. If you'll help me, God, I will. If you'll help me, God. I'm going to go through. God, if you'll you'll stay with me, God, I'll make it through life's darkest trials. God, if you'll feel me again, I'll go through this trial. I'll not pray for my escape from the trial, but I'll pray, God, see me through the trial. Let all of the impurities in my life be burned off in the trial of my life. Let all of the issues of my life be absolved, be dissolved as I go through the fire, as you purge me, as you purify me. And remember this scripture God word says, No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Praise God. Praise God. No weapon formed against me. Shall prosper. Praise God. Praise. Well I, I got a handicap. No weapon. Formed against you shall prosper. I've been mistreated. Yes. No weapon. Formed against me shall prosper. I've been abandoned. No weapon. Formed against me shall prosper. I feel oppressed. I feel depressed. No weapon. Formed against me shall prosper. Well. Well. I I don't like the way that uh, people are talking about me. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. God's called this church to victory. I I, I don't don't even pray no more that God would would meet certain needs in my life. I just pray, God, this is where we're at. I'm not going to use the lack of a keyboard player to say, well, we can't have good music. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. Well, God, we don't we don't have all of the resources of the big church. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. God, I wish I had a, a, a big evangelism team that could hell, we could all go out together and share the load. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. God, I wish we had this, and I wish I had that. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. Amen. Put aside the excuses and say, by the grace of God, I'm going forward. I am victorious. And by the grace of God, I'll win this battle in the name of Jesus. Stand with me today. Let's lift up our hands to the Lord. And let's just begin to talk to God. Amen from our hearts. God forgive me for using uh, things in my life as excuses. Forgive me God for all the things that I've allowed to stop me. And to hinder me from serving you the way that you've called me to. God, we don't have the budget. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. God, I feel like there's systemic racism and I, and I can't go forward in life. And, and, and people are pushing me down. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. God, I'm in poverty, and I can't do what the wealthy man and the wealthy woman can do. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. When you begin to overcome the sickness of sin with the infill of the Holy Ghost, you find that with God all things are possible. Hallelujah. Let's lift up our voices as the music plays today. Lord, we call upon you. We lift up the name of Jesus. God, I am going to go forward in the name of Jesus. With the help of the Holy Ghost. I'll not stand here mired Excuses, mired in bitterness. I'm going forward in the name of Jesus Christ. No oh, weapon. Come on, I'm inviting somebody to pray tonight. I'm inviting somebody to lay on the altar all of your excuses and all of your victimization and all of the things that you used. Excuse yourself. I'll not violate the law of God and I'll not skirt with neglect the laws of God either. There's a cure. There's a cure. It's called repentance, it's called being baptized in Jesus' name for the remission or the removal of your sins and being filled with the Holy Ghost we're speaking in other tongues according to Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. God, this church, this church is not called to defeat. This church is not called to fear. This church is not called to, to, defeat, God. Not called to, to defeat God. This church is not called to failure. This church is not called to throw in the towel in the 11th hour. This church is called to downshift a little bit and give it some more gas yes and go forward. Hallelujah. to He don't know about Kosatala. I'm a host. He can't by the Holy Host. I declare somebody's breakthrough in this place tonight. I declare somebody's deliverance tonight. Hallelujah. I speak liberty. I speak freedom. I speak certain deliverance in your life. You're not a victim. God gave the Holy Ghost so you can be.